If one wants to attain enlightenment, one must begin by cultivating the heart or mind. If the heart is true, the body will be healthy and all one's action will be virtuous. If the heart is untrue, the body will be unhealthy and all one's actions will be without virtue. This is why those who are attempting to cultivate the Tao in themselves begin with taming the heart. When the heart is tamed, the intentions will be sincere. If the heart is not tamed, the intentions will be insincere and desire and craving will rise. As a result, the Tao will be lost forever. The ancient sages said, when untamed thoughts arise, the spirit will leave. When the spirit leaves, the six thieves, eyes, ears, mouth, nose, body, thoughts, will disrupt the heart. When the heart is disrupted, the body has no center and you will be doomed to reincarnation. You may become an animal, a hungry ghost, or a wandering soul. Do not let your thoughts lead you astray, or else you will be sunk into 10,000 karmic retributions. The difference between mortals and immortals lies in whether the heart is true and void of untamed thoughts. If your heart is not tamed, no matter how frequently you chant the scriptures or make offerings to the heavenly lords, you will not be able to attain enlightenment. Ma Yu invited the beggar, who was really Wang Chuyang, into his mansion. Wang Chuyang strode into the living room, sat down, and said in a haughty voice, You asked me to come, now what do you want? Respectfully, Ma Yu said, I saw you begging at the street corner. An old man like you should at least spend the rest of your days sheltered from the elements and be assured of hot meals. I would like to invite you to stay at my mansion. In this way, your needs will be taken care of. Wang Chun Yang replied rudely, I would rather beg than ask you to provide for me for the rest of my life. Seeing that the old man was angered, Ma Yu was afraid to ask any more. He quietly went to the study, found his wife, and described the situation to her. The old beggar was angry when I told him that I would gladly provide for his needs the rest of his life. It looks like he is not going to stay. What are we to do? Song Yuan Chen smiled and said, The enlightened person thinks of spiritual matters. The unenlightened person thinks of material matters. You offered him material comfort. No wonder he got angry. He probably thought that you were trying to entice him with material goods. Let me go and speak with him. I think I know what to say to make him stay. Sung Yuanchen came into the living room and bowed low to Wang Chongyang. Sir, prosperity and fortune are with you. The old beggar laughed and said, I am a beggar. What is it that makes me prosperous and fortunate? 
Sun Yuan Chen said, Sir, you have no worries and no attachments. You wander in freedom and leisure. No material goods hold you. Is this not fortune? Your heart is clear and calm. You are not disturbed by craving and desire. Is this not prosperity? Many people think they are fortunate when they are rich, but they do not know that riches imprison them. Many think that they are prosperous, but they think spend their time worrying about losing their wealth. In the end, when they die, they cannot take their so-called fortune and prosperity with them. Sir, your prosperity and fortune, on the other hand, are eternal. They cannot be taken away, and they will not decay. The old beggar laughed and said, Well said, to be free of attachment is fortune. To be clear and calm of mind is prosperity. Why haven't you learned to clear your mind and dissolve your attachments? Sun Yuan Chen answered, I would like to, but there is no one to teach me. Wang Chang Yang said, If you are willing to learn, I shall teach you. Sun Yuan Chen then thanked him and said, Sir, we are grateful that you are willing to teach us. In the back garden is a spacious room. It is quiet there. Please make yourself comfortable. We shall come and study with you there. Wang Changyang was pleased with Sang Yuanchen's behavior and accepted her invitation. A room was cleaned out, furniture was moved in, and a servant was assigned to attend to Wang Changyang's needs. When all was prepared and Wang Chongyang had settled into his room, Ma Yu said to Sang Yuanchen, All this time we have talked with our teacher, and I have forgotten to ask him his name. I should go and find out who he is. His wife said, The enlightened do not attach themselves to a name. It really does not matter whether we know his name or not. But Ma Yu was curious and decided to ask the beggar his name. Ma Yu arrived at the back garden and saw the old man meditating on the bed in his room. Slowly, he pushed open the door, walked toward the meditating man, and asked, Sir, if it is permitted, may I ask your name, where you are from, and why you have journeyed to this area? The old man slowly opened his eyes and said curtly, My name is Wang Changyang. I am from Shenzi province, and I came here because of you. Ma Yu was stunned. He stammered, Sir, you came here because of me? Wang Chengyang clapped his hands and said, That's right, I came here because you are here. Ma Yu then asked, How is it that you come because of me? Wang Chengyang replied, I came because of your wealth. When Ma Yu heard this, he was astonished. If you come because of my wealth, then are you saying that you want my wealth? Wang Chongyang said, 
If I didn't want your wealth, why would I travel so far from Shenzi to here? Ma Yu was beginning to get annoyed. He tried to speak, could find nothing to say, and walked out of the room. Ma Yu left the back garden, muttering to himself, "That beggar is outrageous. He wants my property and wealth, and he had the gall to say so in front of me." And he claims to be an enlightened man. He went into the study without saying a word to his wife, and sat down. Sun Yuanchen noticed her husband's behavior, and knew something was wrong. She said gently, "You must have asked the old man his name, and he must have been irritated by your questioning. Now you are annoyed because he said something that offended you." Ma Yu calmed down and said, "I thought that old man was enlightened and virtuous, but just now he had the nerve to ask me to give him our wealth." Sun Yuanchen said, "The old gentleman must have had a reason when he asked for your wealth. Perhaps you should ask him what it is." Husband, the land and property we own, even the trees in the garden and the rice in the fields. Are not really our own; they belong to the land, and the land belongs to everyone. We were merely given the opportunity to be caretakers for a while. During one lifetime, we may have much; in another lifetime, we may have nothing. Riches come and go. You said Master Wang wanted our wealth. If he has a legitimate reason, why not give it to him? We have no children. Our wealth has to go to someone, even if we do not give it away. Ma Yu interjected, "Woman, it is easy for you to say these things, but I have a responsibility to my ancestors who left me this heritage. Our wealth was built up from the hard work of ancestors who migrated from Shenzi. How can I just give it to someone I hardly know?" Besides, we are only middle-aged. If we forfeit our wealth, then how will we support ourselves for the rest of our lives? Sun Yuanchen said, "We are seeking the path of immortality. When we have attained the Tao, what need will we have for this wealth? And it is said that if a person becomes an immortal, the karma of nine generations is swept clean." Cultivation of ourselves will help our ancestors leave the wheel of reincarnation. This is much better than preserving material goods that they cannot enjoy. Ma Yu disagreed. If we become immortal, then things will be fine. But suppose we do not, then will we we will have squandered all our wealth. We will have achieved nothing. And lost everything. His wife answered patiently, "The sages say that to cultivate immortality, one must be sincere and ready to make sacrifices. Even acquiring the skills of divination and medicine requires sincerity and sacrifice. The cultivation of immortality is no simple task." 
It will require of us more sacrifice than any other undertaking. She continued, It is within the ability of each individual to cultivate the Tao. Success or failure depends on whether the sincerity and sacrifice are there. The Bodhisattvas and the Taoist immortals were all mortals once. Ma Yu said to his wife, You are right. I shall ask the old man why he wanted our wealth. The next morning, Ma Yu found Wang Chong Yang and said, Sir, yesterday you said you wanted my wealth. May I ask you what are the reasons? Wang Chong Yang replied, I need your wealth to construct a retreat for seekers of the Tao. Your wealth will also provide for the daily necessities of these people so that they will not have to worry about earning a living and can devote all their time to Taoist training. When Ma Yu heard the answer, he was finally satisfied and asked no more. When Ma Yu understood that Wang Chongyang wanted his wealth to build a retreat, he said, Sir, you are truly enlightened person. My wife and I would like to become your disciples. Wang Chongyang said, If the two of you are willing to learn, I shall accept you as disciples. But first, you must arrange to transfer all your wealth to me. Ma Yu said, Sir, you are free to use my wealth anytime you wish and whichever way you want. Why do we need to go through the formalities of transferring our property, our money, and our business holdings to you? Wang Chongyang replied, As long as you hold titles to your property and business, your mind will still be attached to them. If you sign them away, you will find that it is easier for you to forget about worldly attachments. Ma Yu said, That is fine. I shall deliver the deeds of my properties and the accounts of my business to your safekeeping. But Wang Chongyang said, in order for the transfer of property and business holdings to be complete, you need to sign a document stating that you have transferred your possessions to me at your own free will. The signing will have to be witnessed by your relatives and the head of your family clan. Chinese formality requires that if family possessions are to be transferred to persons outside the clan, the transfer must be verbally agreed on by the closest relatives and witnessed and endorsed with signatures from three clan members, one of them being the clan leader. When Ma Yu heard this, he was worried. To involve the family clan was something he did not look forward to, for he anticipated trouble. He consulted with Song Yuan Chen. Master Wang wants me to will all our possessions to him formally. I am afraid our relatives will oppose this. Many of them have their eyes on our possessions. We have no heirs. They all expect to get a piece of our wealth when we die. If they hear that I am planning to give everything away to an unknown and unrelated old man, they will do everything to oppose it. Sun Yuan Chen said,
I think you should first present your idea to the prominent members of the family clan and the closest relatives. If they agree with your actions, then everything is fine. If they don't, I have a plan that will guarantee that the clan elders will support your actions and the transfer of our possessions to Master Wong will be a success. Ma Yu immediately dispatched servants to invite his granduncles, uncles, cousins, and nephews for a dinner at the mansion. On the appointed day, the relatives arrived. In the group was an elderly clan member, Ma Long, who was a granduncle of Ma Yu. He had held a government post before retirement and was the eldest member of the clan. He approached Ma Yu and asked, What is the occasion for this clan gathering? Ma Yu answered, Granduncle, my health has been deteriorating these years. Two out of every three days, I feel tired. I'm afraid that I do not have the energy to take care of my estate and business. My wife is also frail and weak and has neither the skill nor inclination to take over the task. Recently, I met a sincere and honest man. I have invited him to live at my home, and I plan to transfer my business and properties to him so he can help me take care of them. The reason for inviting all of you here today is to sign the transfer formally with witnesses in front of the family clan. One of the cousins overheard this and was outraged. In a loud voice, he exclaimed, Ah, you, you must be mad. The property and business of our ancestors should be kept in the family clan. How can you transfer them to someone outside our family? Who duped you into doing this thing? Ma Yu knew Ma Ning was hot-headed and would cause much trouble. Not wanting to make matters worse, he pretended to be attentive to other relatives and walked away from him. Another powerful clan member, Ma Wen Fui, who overheard the conversation, said, Ma Ning, your cousin Ma Yu is known to be an honest and careful man. I have not seen him make mistakes as far as his finances are concerned. Before you argue with him, let us ask this Master Wong to come out and meet us. I would like to find out what kind of person Ma Yu has willed his possessions to. Ma Wen Fui was an uncle of Ma Yu. Before retirement, he had held a post in the Imperial Academy in the capital and had been responsible for tutoring the sons of the nobility. His word was respected, and decisions about clan matters were often entrusted to him. When Wang Chongyang entered the room, he did not even greet Ma Yu's relatives. Ma Wenfu said to him, I see you are the old man who begs at the crossroad near this mansion. My nephew Ma Yu has been kind enough to provide you with food and shelter and even spending money. Why aren't you satisfied? Why do you want him to sign over his business and his estate to you? You are over 60 years old, yet you haven't learned what shame means. Wang Chengyang said nonchalantly, I am sick of being poor all my life. 
I want to live the rest of my days in luxury. What is so shameful about that? Hearing the old man's rebuttal to a clan elder, two young nephews of Ma Yu pushed their way from behind the crowd, spat at Wang Chongyang, and said, You disrespectful old rascal. You are only a beggar and you are not even from our county. How dare you mess with our clan and speak such shameful words in front of well-respected leaders of the community. Turning to the other relatives, they said, We are wasting our time with this scoundrel. Let us run him out of town at once. They were about to lay hold of Wang Chongyang when a stately-looking man stepped out and barred their way. Ma Liu was a cousin of Ma Yu. He, too, held a government appointment and was a prominent member in the clan. Ma Liu said, We should not run this old man out of town. He is homeless and poor. Charity demands that we be kind to him. Ma Yu has invited him to stay at his mansion. We should not interfere with this charitable deed. However, I think that Ma Yu should not transfer his business holdings and estates to the old man. The young man quieted down. As Ma Yu had anticipated, the transfer of his possessions to Wang Chongyang was not going to be smooth. During dinner, Ma Yu whispered a few words to his cousin Ma Liu, and Ma Liu spoke briefly and quietly to Ma Long and Ma Wenfui, the other two clan leaders. Ma Wenfui stood up and spoke to the relatives. With respect to Ma Yu's proposal of transferring his possessions to Wang Chongyang, I have discussed the matter with Ma Long and Ma Liu. We thought that it would be better if the three of us represent the clan and talk to Ma Yu about the matter under more peaceful and quiet circumstances. In the meantime, I ask you all to go home after dinner and trust the matter to us. A man will not put his whole heart in an undertaking if it is not his own. If I transfer my possessions to Master Wong formally, he will feel that he is managing his own business and will not be careless with our wealth. The Taoist path is a path of awakening and knowing. Those who walk it will return to the truth. Entrance to the path should be gradual. Your training should follow a sequence, starting from the easy and graduating to the difficult. Those who aspire to cultivate the Tao must first find their original nature. Original nature is the original state of things, or earlier heaven. You must cultivate your original nature until it is smooth and bright. If original nature is not cultivated, feelings will be wild. Untamed feelings are like tigers and dragons. If you cannot tame those animals in you, how can you become one with a void? The Tao is without form. 
You must dissolve your ego, for the ego is the source of form and attachment. You must learn how to subdue the tiger and the dragon, and tame the monkey and the wild horse. A wild intelligence is like a monkey. It plays tricks on you and makes you mistake the impermanent for the real. Egotistic intentions are like wild horses. They drag you away from the purity and stillness of original nature. If you do not tame the wild horse and the mischievous monkey, then you will not understand the mysteries of heaven and earth, the balance of yin and yang, and the power of silence in moving the universe. The clockwise path is mortality. The counterclockwise path is immortality. To empty the heart of desire and thoughts, to be in the void, is to emerge with the Tao. The Tao cannot be grasped by thoughts. It must be experienced directly with the heart. When you have made progress, I shall instruct you further in these matters.